Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Raptors Cage Podcast. Uh, Pose Deadline, this is your host Umi. Today I got uh, two, possibly three, really good uh, analysts on our team coming out. Uh, I think this is uh, uh, one of the best names that I've heard. So uh, I'm going to start off with uh, CJ Goder. How goat is that name, man? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Honestly, I've heard it all throughout my years. So, yeah. I'm yeah, happy to be it's here. A, uh, I first didn't believe it that it was actually your name, but you know, it, it's yeah. it's dope. I yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, Jay, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, a lot of sweat today. A lot of sweat. A lot of F5 yes. pressing today. Um, but we made it through the day. <laughs> are we happy? Are we sad? I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure where we are, but I'm sure we'll discuss it later on this hey, we'll, we'll we'll break it all down right so this is the post deadline edition we'll start off with the raptors but before there uh let's get to know cj a little bit cj uh your top five raptors of all time oh okay that's a tough one this is gonna be a little controversial for some people perhaps <laughs> but okay we so love, number we one love controversy number one has got to be demar DeRozan for me honestly okay. i grew up watching him he's who i fell in love watching the game he was kind of the leader of the team I wasn't sure. really watching basketball for the Chris Bosch days, so for me, he was like that first true star player. Is he going to take us over the hump? Really love right. the game, so I got him first, and I got Kyle Lowry second, just because oh, what no. he's done. He's been around for everything. He's my number two. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to go Kawhi third, just because even though we only had him for one year, he came in, he got okay. us a chip, and he left, and honestly, I can't be mad at that. He did any everything anybody could have asked for, and I'm okay with that. Number four, Norman Definitely. Powell for me. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. I loved Grievous Vasquez. Oh, no. I know that's controversial. <laughs> and then he got <laughs> traded for a second rounder, and that second rounder turns into Norman Powell, and I'm like, okay. So okay. I started looking back at the UCLA tape. I started really watching his game. I just loved watching the development, like just the whole career, playoff sure. Powell. Like, I, I, literally when I tell people about Raptors, basketball like norman powell was the one guy that like you need a thunderous dunk to pump up the team when we're in a slump he's the guy that was kind of well, delivering that dunk for us hitting that big three outside of fred van fleet who is my fifth favorite player of raptors of all time also watched him grow up with the team on the g league grow from a bench player to where we are at now so, so sorry, who, is your, who, who is your who is your number two my number two was kyle Kyle. Okay, that okay, makes so sense. Okay, cool, cool. Demar, Kyle, number three was Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi Norm, Norm, and Fred. And Fred. Yeah. Okay, so, I can so, I can take that. Okay, but so you're you're one of the newer guys on the block. You were the yeah, newer guys. Yeah. I was gonna say you were the yeah. newer yeah. Guys. Okay. newer guys on the block. Well, that's dope. Um, all right. If there's any player in the NBA outside the Raps, who would your favorite be? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Honestly, I'm all for watching young guys come up in the league and develop. Well, this is going to be a weird one, but P.J. Washington, I just like his game. Charlotte, nice. and I he's a good player, like, man. I feel like he just he has a he has really high ceiling. I like his length. I like what he brings to the court. And I feel like he really could be a great player a couple of years down the line. All right, he's good. That he's not a good an player. answer I expected, but that's he's a, a good player. Some good Charlotte. analysis right there, man. That is solid. Um, all right, I want to ask you one another question. All right, so Jay, I sent uh, I sent a message to CJ. I'm like, CJ, send me your email address, and this is what I get back. All right, zero one nine two eight eight three seven four six five a at gmail dot com. CJ, I have to ask you: Is this on your resume? Yes or no? Yeah, it is. Honest to God, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's uh, that's solid. Jokes. And then that's solid. I always get asked about it, but it's never caused a problem ever. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, man, listen, yeah. man. Hey, it's you a, stand it's out, unique... man. You're standing out. <laughs> yeah. You are the guy that recruiters would be like with the weird uh, auto-generated yeah. email address. But you know what? It works. And if you can remember it, even better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's uh, let's break it down. CJ, I'm going to start off with you. So I know you said Norman Powell was. One of your favorites. Um, how did it feel today to see him uh, see him depart? Okay, I've been talking. About, you guys have heard. I don't know if you read me in the chat a lot. It's been tough for me to really accept the fact that like a lot of these guys I've watched grow up on the team I've grown up enjoying watching them play are going to have to depart and just come to terms with that. Now, that being said, just looking at it as an actual fan of basketball, I sit there and I go, well, Norman Powell's been playing amazing 
down the mm-hmm. stretch here. When guys were out, mm-hmm. when guys were missing, he was efficient, hitting big threes, getting to the rack. He was doing everything we needed to, him to do above and beyond. So Portland's sure. getting a great player. He's going to get in the playoffs, and I'm happy he's out west, honestly. And honestly, I see it as a rental because if Portland's trading away Gary Trent, who's going to be an RFA, clearly they don't think they're going to resign him. So right. I'm not sure why they think they're going to be able to resign Norman. So I don't I don't think that's a great trade for them, but for me, honestly, I'm okay with receiving Gary Trent, who's an RFA. He's 22 years old, and I I didn't realize I hadn't seen his stats till today. He's really developed in this season with CJ missing some time. So honestly, I feel like on the Raptors, on a team that like he's never played with a Pascal Siakam type player. So I right. think that he he really could flourish with our development staff in this system. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. There's a few things for me. I did not, ex- I did not know that Gary Trent was only 22 years old, um, and that for me was like okay, because that's almost a six-year swing between him and Norm. So there's a uh, there's quite some time for for him to develop, um, and um, that's something that I didn't expect. But watching his game in Portland, like I love watching Portland play. Um, they're one of my teams that I've like really enjoyed over the years, especially like obviously Dame, CJ, um, they're just injury bitten, right? So hopefully Norm can stay healthy there. Um, but as a guy that can be a third or fourth option or even an option off the bench for them to come in and, and score some points, I think it's amazing for them, right? Um, you'll probably still run with a, and obviously with CJ's health issues and things like that, um, there's always that concern. Um, so I think for, for Portland, especially, um, going into this playoffs, I think it's, it's, it might, it, it's going to help them a little bit more, maybe even push them through a round or two, um, depending on what norm you get. Um, but there's a question that's interestingly thrown out there. Um, and I want you to see if I know Jay's just taking, a, um, but CJ back to you for this one. Do you think Norman Powell is a player, a good player that scores on bad teams? Sorry. Is he is he a good player on a bad team and that can score, or is he someone that can actually score against good defenses? And why I say that is because he was our only option for the past three weeks with Freddie out, Kyle missing here and there, um, Pascal out, and then he was going off. Yeah. Um, so is that is that a case here, or can Norm actually be some serviceable? I honest honestly, I must tell you, I think he can score on any defense. This is my actual issue with Norman Powell here. Mm-hmm. I feel like when the other guys came back, right away his numbers dropped off, his efficiency lagged a little bit. But for me, it was a case of he was not looking to score at the same level as he was during that stretch. The big thing right. for me is he needs to not defer on offense, which he does frequently when the whole team's on the court. You got the OG, you got Fred, you got Pascal. And honestly, a lot of the times when Pascal goes cold, I see Norm passing up shots, and I'm sitting there like, why aren't you taking that shot? So right. honestly, I feel like if a coach can get him in a mindset of, no, you don't need to defer your shot, go out there, get any bucket you see, he'll mm-hmm. be fine. He'll be fine. So that's now to my second point on a team with Dame, CJ, Mello, right? Is Norm going to get enough shots, or is he going to be able to take over an offense? I- go, Jay. I think so. I think with 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 Norm on Portland, he becomes that next scorer. Obviously, he's not going to be able to put up twenty to twenty five a night on that team, um, but being a forty percent three point shooter, just about a forty percent three point shooter, that gives him three guys who can close out games as forty percent accurate three right. point shooters. That is a deadly combination. The question obviously is is. Does he get enough shots? I think he'll still get the opportunities. I think he'll be that leader off that bench. He might start at the three over uh, airplane mode, Derek Jones Jr. Um, but if he comes off that bench, you know, he's thrived on our uh, as a six man um, sure. for, for, for like the last two years for us. Yeah. Um, I can see him take that role in Portland, but I do think he'll be a guy who will close teams. And then also on top of all that, it's what CJ has talked about with Norm is he's a playoff player. We need that big shot. You need that big play. Norm has now been there and can be that playoff guy for that team. Um, now, they do have playoff experience, but they just haven't gotten over the hump on right. that team. And if, I guess this is the year in the West, right, where teams are still struggling with injuries and things like that, um, where they might be able to make a push, right? So, hey, let's see Let's see what happens. Um, I know Norm's never played with a guy like um, Damian Lillard, 
who attracts so much attention from so much, so many of the defenses, especially when he drives or they collapse on him. So he'll get his open looks. Um, but for me, man, uh, when it comes to Norm, you can usually tell with the way he jumps if that shot's going in or not. He's one of those guys where he needs to get to the apex and yeah. release it. That's when you know it's good or or not. So um, yep. all the best to him. I think he's he's going to do really well. Uh, Terry Stotts is a phenomenal coach, and I think he might be able to to get things out of it. The other thing is um, yeah. Portland is also a very smart offensive <clears throat> team, and coming from Nick Nurse will help him mesh into that a lot quicker than any other teams. So um, yeah. so there's that. Um, and, before we and, get to the and Kyle Lowry. Okay. And Umi knows... I was just saying, and Umi knows for me, it's uh, Portland is my West Coast. Portland's my West Coast team, man. So <laughs> if there's any team that he goes to, and it's Portland, I don't mind it because I get to watch them because I always watch Portland play. David Lillard is basically one of my favorite players outside of uh, outside of you know outside of the Raptors. For sure, TJ, you were saying something? Yeah, I just want to hop in real quick before we get away from Norman Powell. Honestly, for me, I think he is a guy that can come in in that third to three spot and start for Portland. I think mm-hmm. the spacing of that offense will be lethal. But this, is, I do have one concern with him moving over to Portland, though. Those are three smaller guards they're going to have in their main rotation now, and they are horrible in defensive statistics right now. So, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm going, I'm not quite sure why they're subtracting from their defensive scheme by adding Norman, in my opinion, anyways. Because Norman can play defense, but Gary Trent's young, and he really can play defense, so that could negatively impact them. So they're really going to have to shoot teams under the bus going forward. Yeah, I can I can see that. I guess yeah, the, they're probably if, more in that... Uh, go ahead, Jay. As I was say, the, the three guys we traded today... Uh, all three guys that don't play defense. Uh, Norm obviously plays better because he's got the long arms, uh, 6'9", 6'10", wingspan. But, you know what I mean? The three guys that we moved today, they were a negative on terms of our defense. So, um, I, Raptors may be making a point. I'm not sure. Um, but also add to it, we did get Rodney Hood in the trade. Pre-Achilles mm-hmm. injury, he was a lot better. Um, right. a, great, uh, a, gr- a great asset for Portland. Carried them to the Western Conference Finals, but... You know, the, since the Achilles injury, he hasn't been the greatest. Um, so, you know, let's see what happens. Um, hopefully, he can kind of turn it around. If he's, you know, he might be the second or third best player off our bench because our bench is pretty trash. Yeah. Um, but let's see what happens. All right, guys. So before we jump into um, Lowry not leaving, I want to jump into the other two trades. Uh, uh, Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis both being on their way out. Uh, CJ, your thoughts on those? Honestly, uh, Davis went to the Kings, right? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Honestly, I love both of those moves. First off, because they're going out west. And honestly, for Mm -hmm. me, I always prioritize trading outside of our own conference because we don't want to see those guys down the road looking for vengeance. (laughs) For me, honestly, Matt Thomas, like a second-round pick for a guy we don't really play. Honestly, I feel like we could have gotten more for him. He has another year on his contract still, so he's not a rental. He's on a very cheap contract, and he's been shooting super efficiently. He just doesn't play, and he can't play defense whatsoever. And Terrence Davis for two seconds, I don't care where he goes. I don't care how he gets there. Good riddance. This man, <laughs> uh, this man, I just don't like the way he plays offense. He really bogs down the flow of the offense. He takes a lot of selfish shots, and he plays really out of control when he plays defense. And, yeah, he has mm-hmm. flash plays here and there. He hits contested pull-up three or a nice put-back dunk, and he plays physical. But I can do without him on the team, honestly. And for two seconds, great. That gives me the solid players like DeAndre Bembry, who, for me, mm-hmm. huge fan. One of my favorite signings for the Raptors in the offseason. Uh, Jay, your take? Also with Terrence Davis, man, the turnovers. Lord have mercy. Some of the turnovers yeah, this guy would do. Yo, I, 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 me and Umi have, have tried to like understand Terrence Davis. Like Coming into the season, I thought he would make a step up in his career, but he has definitely regressed uh, this year, and uh, it's tough to see. Um, obviously, his off-court issues, his off-court issues, whatever happened there, happened there. And I think the, the Raptors, when they had the moment to let him go, they, they found a destination for him. Uh, you know what I mean? Matt Thomas and, and, uh, and Terrence Davis, they're guys we undrafted guys that we got three second round picks out of for all, all of them combined. I don't mind it. I wasn't a big fan of Matt Thomas anyways. Sure, he can shoot the ball. Couldn't play a lick of defense, so I didn't mind him going. 
Um, and Terrence Davis can't play defense, so you know it is what it is. I was hoping we'd get some roster spots though, but uh, I don't I don't know what we're gonna do. We have a couple roster spots open, so let's see what we do going forward. Um, so a few things. Uh, number one is yeah, I agree with both of you. I um, I think Terrence Davis, as good of a player as he is, athletically, mentally, he's not as strong. Um, and coming into this season, especially with everything off court, you saw that translate into his games. Just, just not in there. The head's not in the game, right? Like obviously, the second year sophomore slump is a real thing, but um, a sophomore slump with such low IQ is yeah, it's a ticket out of the, it's a ticket out. Um, maybe last year at the end of the year we could have probably gotten a first rounder for him, maybe. But you know who knew what would, what would happen? So um, I'm I'm happy to give those minutes to other players. Uh, I want to see a little bit more of Malachi Flynn. I think he's got uh, a huge upside to him. Uh, he he looks like one of those guys that can really turn into a, a Fred 2.0, hopefully, uh, and 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 come off that bench and really command that second unit at some point. Maybe not this year, but next year. Um, it gives more minutes to Gary Trent and even Rodney Hood. Um, and you know, um, you're right. DeAndre Bembry is uh, he. Bring some good fire off the bench, right? And uh, if he can just finish at the rim, right? Do all those things, hold the ball. He's going to be much better off. Um, okay, let's go to. Uh, did you want Kyle Lowry traded or not? So I, I was on the club. I was on Clubhouse this uh, this afternoon with the trade deadline, and there's a few guys on there that were extremely disappointed that Kyle Lowry was not traded. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this, uh, CJ. CJ, yeah, CJ, go first. Oh, well, honestly, this is, I'll answer from two perspectives. As a pure, like, Toronto Raptors basketball fan, I'm elated. I'm super happy he's still here because to me, that's a chance we'll sign him going forward. And I'm just the type of guy that if Kyle Lowry wants to finish his career in a Toronto Raptors jersey, I'm personally okay with that. I wanted them to do best by Kyle there. I'm okay with that, whatever. As a straight up, like, I'm not, like, I know how basketball works and I want my team to succeed, then yes, I'm a little disappointed because there's always the potential he leaves for nothing now. So ideally, if w- there was a fear he was going to depart, we absolutely should have moved him. But I didn't see a lot of realistically great packages out there, so I'm not surprised that we didn't trade him. I wasn't expecting him to be traded, honestly, heading into the day, but yeah. Um. Jay, Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I think. I don't know. I haven't gathered my thoughts completely on it, but what I'm thinking is, is I think Masai, even myself, I think there's a package you want for Kyle Lowry, and if you didn't get right. it, I don't think you move him. And I think that's what happened in this situation. So I'm okay. Sure. I I wouldn't have traded him to get a Duncan Robinson, and honestly, for that matter. Talon Horton Tucker like I don't think he's that great of a player or I don't think he's that great of a prospect I don't know but like I think if you got a Tyler Hero in that trade then I think you know what I mean you you make that move um I agree with CJ and his points you know as a Raptor fan I'm happy to see see him stay um it depends what you want to do with the Raptors right it depends what you want to do with the Raptors if they want to go full rebuild you should have done the make go ahead sorry right um, so it's interesting. It's um, this was said on one of the talks. It's like looking at what Miami got for, or sorry, Houston got for Victor Oladipo, right? You're looking at the similar guy. So Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, a draft swapped for Victor Oladipo. So I'm assuming that was what the package was with a Duncan Robinson and maybe a Terrence Davis or a Matt Thomas going back with Kyle Lowry that way. And do I want to get rid of? Kyle Lowry with a major piece being Duncan Robinson? I don't think so. Um, or even Kelly Olenek or a draft swap, right? Like, probably not. I, I think um, so I, there's there's one point that uh, that uh, that I think what it might have hurt his trade value was uh, in Lowry's contract, he can't negotiate a contract in season. So mm. if you're going to make a trade with Miami and the Lakers and – Lowry wanted a contract extension. It's got to be like a, a side, you know, a side deal that hey, when the season Correct. expires, you're gonna sign. But right. what if Lowry changes his mind and they give up a Tyler Hero, and you know, all of a sudden you give up Tyler Hero for a rental, essentially. For sure, right? And imagine being in that on that call with Masai it's and uh, and Pat, Pat, Pat Riley, Riley. Man, that's oh, man. that's a 
I'd say a, a both guys are are smart, smart ass people, man. They're not they're not gonna be fleeced by either one. No. Um, now that being said, had that offer of like Tyrese Maxey, Matthias Tybel, like that, I'm more down for it, right? Like, exactly. Some good young guys coming in with some picks. Right. Do we as Raptors fan think that we deserve Zion Williamson as Kyle Lowry's trading partner? Sure. Right. That's who we are. Right? <laughs> a one a one to one Zion for Kyle. Like, but let's be real here, right? So I'm happy he stuck around. I, I think uh um this team just there's so much so many things that have happened this year. Like it's just a, it's a write off of a year. Um but moving forward, if he resigns, great. The cap might go up um for next year, depending on the TV deals coming in, but if what we're hearing the numbers are right about what the type of TV deals that are coming in, yeah, it, even if you bring him back for like a two-year thirty mil, two-year forty mil, maybe that makes sense. But I don't know. We'll it, see what happens. The thing is, if he was going to be coming back, I was hoping we'd add a center because I think that's our biggest need, and I was hoping we can get someone somewhere like you know Orlando was just selling everything for you know. A, it looks like 50 cents on the dollar they're selling people, you know what I mean? And in some cases, a dime a dollar, man. Like, they gave up Fournier for nothing. You know what I mean? If you're telling me right, you can yeah. go in there and get Ken Birch out of there, you know what I mean? Like, I was hoping we so, could have picked out, picked out a center. Now, okay, CJ, a question for you. Yeah. Um, if Andre Drummond gets bought out, yeah. do you want Raptors to make a pitch for him? Okay, personally, no. I'm not an Andre Drummond fan. He takes away a lot from your offense. He's honestly not that great as a defender. Do If we can get him on the cheap, I say, why wouldn't we do it on the cheap? Because honestly, even if he comes off the bench, he's one of those guys where he could play minimal minutes here and there, but on nights where we need that true blue center to be rolled out there, we'll have him to do that. So honestly, mm-hmm. it's a case of I don't want him, but if he's coming cheap and he wants to sign here, absolutely could benefit the mutation just to have it for sure jay yeah like uh you know me and andre drummond i absolutely don't think that he's i don't <laughs> think he's that great of a player but on a minimum contract and like look he has we have aaron baines he's better than aaron baines you know what i mean so i i take him in that aspect there are three centers now going to be available marcus Aldridge, who just got bought out we had demarcus mm-hmm. who's been who's been sitting there Posting videos from him, you know, playing ball in Las Vegas, and right. and you had Andre Drummond. Um, like, listen, out of one of those three, take one of those three, and uh, let's just see what happens. Because you know, what I mean, we're four or five games out of fourth place. We can make a push for it. Um, and listen, while we're at it, might as well just go go in go in with Lowry, man. Um. All right. Speaking of Lamarcus Aldridge, where do you think he ends up? Miami. Los Angeles. Mm. I, I, I think. I think Andre Drummond's going to the Lakers. There's strong rumors that he's going to the Lakers. That's going to be interesting, man. Listen, man, send me Boogie, bro. I'm down for Boogie Cousins. Uh, I still think he's got some. Yeah. I think he's got some legs in him, man. I think there's something we don't know, though, out there in the yeah. NBA community. Yeah. That's my number one concern. Because honestly, from when he's had stints on the court, like he was looking great in Houston to me. Okay, yeah. I think he'd be yeah, a right. huge asset to the Raptors. Because like he he's far and beyond what heck, he's what we thought we were getting in Marcus All last year, basically. Like uh, right. on, uh, on the offensive end, anyways. So for me, the fact that he hasn't been signed by anybody. Who's seen his game and nobody signed him? There's something. There's an issue we don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, know. We got we, we got to add someone, man. There's no way we continue with 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 this half-ass center uh, that we're doing. Like it's tough on Pascal and it's tough on Boucher, in my opinion, as well. Okay, it's true, man. That's uh, that's definitely something there. Um, all right, let's uh, let's break down the trades. Um, I'm gonna start off with some pre-deadline trades. Uh, not today, but um, let's talk about one, a few of them that I think make a, a little bit of a difference. So uh, let's start off with the March seventeenth, Trevor Ariza heading to Miami for Myers Leonard. Um, my guy, my Jay, guy, TA, Jay, Jay, my thoughts? guy, my guy, Trevor Ariza. I've been a day one fan of Trevor Ariza since the Orlando days. I'm so happy to see him still play in the NBA. I like the pickup for Miami. He can still play defense and he can still shoot the three. He is the reason why Houston and Chris Paul and James Harden didn't make the NBA finals. Those, those are my thoughts. Next. CJ? 
Honestly, like, I think that's a case of, A, get Myers Leonard out of town, Pat Riley was done with that, no messing about, get him out, good day, see mm-hmm. him later, that's how Pat Riley rolls, we saw with the on the leaders, he says, good day. And honestly, Trevor Ariza, although he's on the end of his career, like, he can still fall, and he's always just been a veteran presence, he'll hit the open three, and he can play some defense, got some good length, so that's a win-win for Miami, if you ask me. I, I definitely agree. Myers Leonard was actually uh, waived today by OKC. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Does that mean his NBA career is officially uh, over? I, no, uh, he's out for the season. Utah. Injury, so. Utah, Utah will sign him, sir. <laughs> hey, man. Oklahoma's just as left. But, yeah, I guess if it's Utah, it's know. Utah, right? Um, all right. Torrey Craig to Phoenix was whatever. Um, this trade for Milwaukee, P.J. Tucker, um, Kuroks, uh, and a first-round pick for DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, and a first-round pick. Two first-rounders. Thoughts on that for Milwaukee? Obviously, Houston's on a fire sale, but what do you think for Milwaukee? It's it's good for Miami. You get oh, Sorry, for Milwaukee. Uh, you get P.J. Tucker. Uh, you get a bruiser. You get a guy who can play a center uh, power forward position for them. Um, a guy who's played in the playoffs for many years, hit the corner threes. Um, it's a good addition, and you're not giving up much. You give up the two DJs, DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson, I believe. So I, I, it's a good trade, um, even though DJ Wilson was the reason why we lost to Houston. But, you know, it was a good trade, I think, for, for Milwaukee. Uh, CJ, do you think this pushes Milwaukee over uh, that hump in the Eastern in Conference? In no way, shape, or form. Honestly, they didn't give up much. But for me, I just with P.J. Tucker, yeah, he can play defense. Yeah, he can hit the corner three. But is he going to have a rough patch? Is he going to stay healthy? Like, there's, mm. a, there's a couple of variables for me that just specifically at his age concern me. And, yeah, he's going to sure. add to the team defensively, but he's not going to help him all the time. Most, most definitely. I, I agree with you guys. I do like the pickup from Milwaukee. I think they're better in going into the playoffs this year than they were last year. Um, but does that split this over the hump? It's tough to say, right? Yeah, th- um, they need three, a healthy th- team. Three defensive studs, P.J. Tucker, Giannis, and Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday is having one of his better years since he came into the league, right? So, again, a fantastic regular season team. Can they do this in the playoffs? This is the Utah Jazz conundrum, right? Can, can, fantastic can I, teams. Can, can I ask a question? What's up? Is there any team that can beat the Brooklyn Nets in the East? Short answer, no. Uh, except the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets are the only team that can beat the Brooklyn Nets. Right? If they have enough problems within themselves, somebody goes down to injury. But if KD, Kyrie, and James Harden decide that they want to play team basketball and really light up the league, they're going to light up the league. Right? Even if it's a shootout, right? If you're going in... 16 games they have to win in the playoffs and you have James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in a shootout. They're taking this. There's no denying that. Yeah, honestly, I don't think there's any better way you can answer that. Cause for me, this is, this is kind of funny. This whole Brooklyn scenario from these players. Cause when I look back in time, I go, wow, this is exactly what Brooklyn thought they were doing with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and now yes. they've actually done it. Yes. Now they've actually done it. They've just, they've made the trades. And honestly, it's good. I can't even bash them for it. Everybody's so mad at them buying their way through, but they, hemorrhaged assets to bring those guys aboard mm-hmm. really and Deron Williams and mm-hmm. honestly to come back from that to get the assets to become a destination again by building your team up good on them they, they made it work you're, you're absolutely right man and for them to pull off whatever they pulled off and even if it even if it means they get one championship out of it it's maybe worth it right even though they're uh, they've got some dark days ahead of them Right, uh, Kyrie Durant, Katie, and James Harden aren't getting any younger, um, and they don't have any draft picks. But hey, man, you got enough money, you can throw that around and 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 get yourself some serviceable guys afterwards. But kudos to them, man. They developed some young guys and Jared Allen and Joe Harris and these guys that can really play. And um, obviously, J- Jared Allen got you James Harden and a bunch of picks. But um, look for Joe Harris to to play well enough with those guys. He's got to hit the threes, right? They'll create the space for him. So uh, um, we'll see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and 
man, even the West is depleted this year, right? Too many injuries, too many things going on. If there was ever a year for somebody to take it, it would be, it would be this year. But um, that's that's pretty much it. There's no team in the in the East can can compare to to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, there's just you got three MVP style players on that. You're you're not going to be able to do too much. Uh, and if what do you call? Like let's say Lamarcus decides to go to Brooklyn for whatever reason. I don't know if he can. I don't know if they have the spots, but whatever, whatever. If it happens, um, but if he goes to Miami, maybe Miami. But they're they're an aging team, um, still trying to figure things out. So um, it remains to be seen. But it is a uh, it is a two team two team East at this point for me. Uh, I don't really see anybody else making too much noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, next trade uh, was uh, I, I, this isn't much, but since it's former two former Raptor point guards being traded for each other, uh, Delon Wright to Sacramento for Corey Joseph and uh, two second round picks. Um, I have nothing else to say to that, but free, free Corey Joe, free Corey Joe, free Corey Joe, man. I guess the man wanted to be closer to home, but uh, Dwayne Casey gets his man, uh, puts Detroit over that hump for that 12th spot, 13th spot now. So <laughs> buy, buy the guy out, man. Let him go to a championship team somewhere. Uh, I know, man. They probably should do that. Um, the, I the, will... trade, the trade saved him $6.5 in cap space. That's, that was oh, really? Yeah. That was the reason for the trade. May, it makes sense. Um, Jay, I know you like this trade, uh, the JaVale McGee to Denver. Um, oh, love that trade. I, I said it, uh, Denver is missing a backup big. They miss, they miss Mason Plumlee a lot. Um, adding JaVale McGee gives him a great backup center, plays 18 to 20 minutes a night, gives Joker a little bit of a break. Um, I think it's a good pickup, a guy who's, you know, uh, listen, as much as people talk shit about JaVale McGee, this guy's got some chips, man. He's got some chips. Two ta- He's been there. Two, two-time champion. There. Honestly, he fits a veteran center need off the bench. He's gonna, you know what you're getting from JaVale McGee. He's going to get rebounds. He's in good position for. He's going to hit those easy dunks around the rim. He does anything you need him to in the minutes he plays, so it's just a good pick up the Yeah, second round pick would have looked good in a Raptors uniform. Absolutely. Hey man, I, I agree with you guys. Um but it is what it is. This trade actually is really interesting. I know Jay, you touched up on this. The Orlando Magic just went on a fire sale, getting rid of anything and everything, and you're gonna look at a very different team and pretty much the the keys are now given to um, uh, what's my man's name? Markel and Jonathan Isaac. Markel yeah, Jonathan and Jonathan Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, Fultz. Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. So now, first trade was the uh, Vooch and Al Farouk Aminu to Chicago, which I absolutely love for Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., and two future first round picks. CJ, your thoughts on this trade? I mean, my only issue with the trade is why are we got like I like Wendell Carter Jr. and I know you want to bring in young players, but are we really bringing in another young center to the Orlando Magic with everybody they kind of had on the roster? <laughs> Makes absolutely no sense to me. Confusing. Otto Porter, he's a good player. He's on a oversaturated contract, but like he can play defense and shoot three, so I'm okay with that as well. It's a rebuilding team, you know. They also got I know we'll touch on it later. RJ Hampton, so now. Got a few too many young guards as well, if you ask me. But yeah, mm-hmm. interesting how they're approaching this, if you ask me. Yeah, um, I, I like the trade um, for Chicago. It's a good pickup. Um, love Vooch. Love Vooch. Vooch is a, such a good player. Vooch and Levine will be great offensively. Defensively is obviously mm-hmm. their question. For Orlando, yeah, it was a fire sale. They got probably uh, – they got a – an interesting young core, very injury-prone young core. Yes, you got Markel very Fultz, much so. You got Jonathan Isaac, who's been injured. You got Otto Porter now, who's been injured. You got Wendell Carter, who's been injured on and off. They got a very yeah. young, injury-prone uh, young core. Um, yeah, Orlando's just got bad luck, man. They're, they're going to be that team that you know just misses out in the in the in the lottery and and get like a outside top five, top ten pick. You know, and we'll see what happens with them. Do you guys think they buy out Jeff Teague? So the second trade was Jeff Teague, two second rounders for Evan Fournier. Don't uh, Google that. Don't, don't Google. Uh, Evan, <laughs> Evan Fournier, great pickup for Boston. They uh, they used their yeah. trade exception um, that they got from Gordon Hayward to make this trade. Um, mm-hmm. Good pickup for Boston. They got a, they get another score on that team, which they desperately need. Um, mm-hmm. And 
low-key Evan Fournier is an underrated passer. Um, yes. I hate when Boston picks up players, but this was a good trade, and he's going to fit well with uh, Tatum and Brown. That's for sure. Uh, and then the third trade was uh, Aaron Gordon, Gary Clark to Denver for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. Is Aaron Gordon that good of a player to get that kind of return? Is my question. CJ. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge Aaron Gordon fan personally, so like honestly, I feel like Orlando should be happy with what they got. Gary Harris is—he's uh, had some injury issues, but he can definitely get streaking to three for me. He's not too too of a liar, I'm pretty sure. And they got RJ Hampton, another young card. I'm not sure if they need it, but playing the NBL, so he's going to be professional experience. Has didn't play huge moves for Denver, so it would make it more of an opportunity for Orlando. And the pick, which, you know, you can't go wrong with that, even though it would be a leader in the first round of Denver's pick. Yeah. For, for Denver, um, I think this Aaron Gordon pickup is interesting. Aaron Gordon's only 25, still a young, young mm-hmm. player in this league, has played now multiple years in the NBA, um, mm-hmm. has shown signs of being good. Obviously, he hasn't really broken out of it, still in that 15 to 20 point range. I feel like Denver's looking at it as this is their Jeremy Grant replacement, can play that Jeremy Grant role at the four. Jokic will take the pressure off the offense for him and get him those passes. Um, Hopefully Mm -hmm. he can unlock him. That's what, you know, obviously Denver is saying. The the question mark with him is going to be, can he defend the other wings in the West? That's what he's going to be relied upon going forward. Um, So it'll be interesting to see there. Gary Clark's a good piece off the bench for them. But Denver's going, you know, they're moving the chips into the in, into the middle, and they're going all in with their core. Um, and this was a good a good trade to do that. Um, let's see how they do going forward. I still think they probably need to add a point guard to that team to kind of help them a little bit. Um, but um, it's a good trade. I think it's a, it's not bad because um, I think you, you you they should move Jamal to the two and have another point guard to to pass be more of a passer for that team. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but hey, man, let's see what. Every time that I see the Denver Nuggets made a trade, just reminds me that they probably should have kept Jeremiah Grant. Yeah, that's hey. They, they give they offered him the money. He chose Detroit. For sure, for sure they did. But like, I guess, yeah, it's tough to say. I guess yeah, the man wanted to get a goal and make a name for himself. Yeah. But maybe Detroit's the wrong place to do that. Maybe uh, Casey sold him or something. Maybe Casey sold him on pounding the rock. <laughs> Uh, a smaller trade, but the Wizards trading Mo Wagner and Troy Brown Jr. to Chicago for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. Um, I liked what Chicago did today, but again, Jay, you're shaking your head. Yeah, it's, it's like a whatever trade. They did trade Mo Wagner to Boston for Daniel Tice. Good backup right. center for Vucevic. And um, all right, this is an interesting one. Uh, the OKC Thunder, 76ers, and the New York Knicks. So uh, OKC gets Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, and two second-round picks. That gives them I don't know how many more picks. Uh, 76ers get George Hill and Iggy Brastikis. I have no idea who the heck this guy is. Uh, and New York gets... Canadian. Um, Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. yeah, yes, he is from Ah, uh, Okay, interesting. Uh, and then the New York Knicks get Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, and 2021 second round pick. Um, obviously, a lot of names in there that have been sort of has-beens. Um, but the 76ers getting a point guard in George Hill. Um, thoughts on that? Well, George Hill's a good player. He can shoot the three. He shoots it really efficiently. And he's a good defender. And he can move your offense. He can get to the back. Honestly, this is, uh, I didn't get Kyle Lowry, so now I'm getting mm-hmm. George Hill. Honestly, obviously, he's no Kyle Lowry by any means, but if they thought they needed a good veteran point guard, they more than certainly brought in a starting capable veteran point guard, in my opinion, because there's no, there's nothing like Does he close games for Philly going forward? That's going to be the question mark, um, I think. Who do you have then on the floor? You have. Because I think they got Ben, they got Seth, they got Tobias, they got Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess that fifth man could be George Hill, but then you know they got you know four guard Cork Moss. Then uh, you're playing small, right? If you're going with Seth and George Hill, 
right? That's a small backcourt. That's a, that's, a ba- that's a small backcourt, exactly. So it'll be interesting, but it, it is a good pickup. You know I'm a big fan of George Hill. I really thought the Clippers should get him, but the mm-hmm. Clippers did address their point guard uh, point guard uh, needs with, with their next Which player. Which I absolutely loved. I loved this trade for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I guess we'll go there next, and then we'll come back to more. But uh, Rajon Rondo going and <laughs> – what is it? Uh, uh, lemon what? Lemon lemon something – lemon pepper loop? Lou Will going to uh, Atlanta and two second round picks. Um, I I think this is a great pickup for the Clippers. They get a ball movement, but more importantly, they get a locker room guy that's one. Um, Rajan Rondo playing with KG, Paul Pierce, knows how to tame all the um, the big egos. And obviously with the Lakers last year, he played really well, especially in the playoffs. So come playoff time, I think... Um, for me, I think it's a great pickup rather than Lou Will getting older, sort of one-dimensional. Uh, you get way more out of out of Rajon. Um, TJ, your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, like I'm kind of neutral. Lou Will's getting older, so you know what my big issue with him is he's a bucket better, but he relies a lot on drawing fouls, coming down mm-hmm. hill, his mood. And you don't get all those calls in the playoffs. I'm like, I, we've seen what he can do on the Raptors. And he's no longer that player, but neither is Rondo. Rondo will step right. up in the playoffs, but for me, I, I'm concerned about his health mainly. Is he going to be mm-hmm. healthy for the playoffs? At what point are the Clippers going to see him start to produce within the playoffs? So honestly, it's a case of you're giving away a kind of a pure offensive player who might not perform as well in the playoffs for a ball moving point guard who performs better in the playoffs. So good move for the Clippers at the end of the day. For sure, for sure, I agree with that. Uh, Jay, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I like the pick. I like the trade for uh, for the Clippers. They needed a point guard. They needed a guy who can control the ball. Playoff Rondo is a thing. He was probably the mm-hmm. third best Laker last year. Um, if he can get back to that level and be the third best best Clipper, um, it will really help them. He'll also unlock Ibaka a little bit. One thing Ibaka struggled with is that pick and pop, pick, pick and, and roll pop. game. And now you got Rondo who can move that ball and be a be a leader. Um, as long as they allow him to be that leader, because that's what the Clippers have been missing. And Lou Williams, low key, has not been a good playoff player for for majority of his career. Um, right now, they are going to be missing some scoring off the bench. Luke Kennard mm-hmm. and Marcus Morris Senior are going to have to, you know, carry that for them going forward. Um, but I, I like the pickup for 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 the Clippers. It's 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 what they needed um, for Atlanta. But come, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Jay. As a for Atlanta getting Lou Williams, it's a one-year deal. Lou's got another 30, 40 games left. He goes home. Um, they have too many scores and not enough people mm-hmm. that play defense. So uh, that's that's my take on Atlanta. <laughs> just watching Trey and Lou Williams on the court together might be interesting. Yeah, such a just just popping shots from anywhere. Um, I had a point, but I completely forgot what I was going to say to you in terms of uh, there was. Um, yeah, it's completely gone out of my mind. Um, are one of the bigger trades today. Um, I know we discussed this a little bit, but your thoughts on Miami getting Victor Oladipo for Olenek, Avery Bradley, and draft swaps for nickels and thoughts dimes. That, for nickels and dimes, they got Oladipo for mm-hmm. they. That was a great trade for them. Um, now you got Oladipo. You know, as long as he can, you know, cause Kyrie some issues in the playoffs. You got Jimmy, if he can cause Mm -hmm. Jimmy some problems in the playoffs. You got Bam, who can cause KD some problems in the playoffs. I think they're in the top three as as a competitor now in the East. Um, Definitely. I like the pickup. Oladipo has shown that he can get back to where he was. Um, He's a great additional scorer for that team. And if they had an offer where they had to trade the guys they just traded or trade Duncan Robinson and potentially Tyler Hero and Precious Achua for Kyle Lowry, I would have taken Victor Oladipo. I agree. I agree. I think uh, um, Pat Riley, I guess it, it um, Daryl Moore, sorry, not Daryl Morey, uh, who's out in Houston now. They probably knew that um, Vic wasn't going to resign, right? He turned down the, the extension. He's not going to stick around. So get whatever you can for, for him. And I guess Houston now is in a, in a precarious spot, right? They're, they're not going to be competing anytime soon. So might as well, Get rid of whatever they can and start the rebuilding now. Yeah, um, the, the rumors were that uh, that Harden trade initially they could have gotten Jared Allen and Karis LeVert in a first round pick, but they decided to go with Victor Oladipo, and now they traded Victor Oladipo for freaking nothing. And 
Yeah. Man. Roger Stone is the is the GM there. They had they had no leverage though. That's the main issue there. Oladipo yeah. declined the extension. He's going to be a free agent. He's coming off an injury, and honestly, for Miami, yeah, he hasn't been playing as well. But the thing is, is by the time the playoff time, they come playoff time, he's rounding back in the form. And Oladipo is a defensive stud. He can really dig in. He can be quite the player. So honestly, for me, if he can bring it into form from playoff time, him beside Jimmy Butler. And bam, that's a scary defensive team right there. So one of the things about playoff basketball is your bench gets shortened, right? So you're playing seven, eight guys maximum, right? In terms of Miami, they're deep. You got deep team, right? You got like everything aside, you got Jimmy, Bam, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Goron, Vic, um, Iguodala, um, who am I missing? Trevor Ariza, um, Duncan. I said Duncan. Nemanja right? Bjelica. So they also pretty, traded for Nemen. They also traded yeah, for Nemanja Bjelica. Yeah. So Bjelica, right? So you got you got some deep players, and even Precious, right? You got Precious as well, right? Obviously, he's just a rookie, but um, you're running deep at this point. And who can forget? I don't know if Udonis Haslam is still around, but Udonis Haslam, bro, right? <laughs> um, so. You're taking that seven, eight deep players. You can you can you can make some noise in the playoff. Um, so so Miami's got Miami's gonna be scary uh, in terms of like the Brooklyn Nets after the top three. It's a significant drop, right? And then you got who? Blake Griffin. Uh, Joe, well, Joe Harris is pretty pretty decent, but um, Blake Griffin and. Uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan are nowhere near what they were or can they even stay up with the type of players that are going to be in the playoffs. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. But um, And then one of the last trades of the day was JJ Redick going to Dallas. Um, I love the pickup for, for Dallas. I think he's he's got a little bit of game left in him. Um, and he'll just stand and shoot, man. That's all he's going to have to do. Um, defensively, I don't know how it's going to work out, but we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see. I'm just we'll looking forward to I'm just looking forward to having Bobon on uh, the old man and the three the JJ Ruddick podcast. That's all I'm looking really looking forward <laughs> to. I just I really want to get some Bobon content out there, man. Have you seen Bobon's music videos? Oh my God! There's music videos. Oh, there's YouTube. music videos that I'm Boban is YouTube. in, man. I'm hitting up YouTube right after this, man. You Boban's have to YouTube G, this stuff. <laughs> that guy's a national treasure, man. Oh no, him and Toby together. Oh, <laughs> Toby and Toby, that's <laughs> amazing content, man. Amazing content. Ah uh, man, that's good stuff, man. Overall, oh, what do you guys give? Uh, hold on, before we wrap up here. Overall, what do you guys give the Raptors on today's day? Uh, trade done, like grade wise. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to agree. I can't give him an overall grade. So on the not moving Lowry, I'm honestly gonna have to. It's gonna be a C minus for me on not moving Lowry. And if he leaves in the off season and it's not a signing trade, that's gonna turn into an F. On the Norman Powell trade, I'm honestly going to give it a B plus A minus because it doesn't help us tank in any way, shape, or form. If that was the goal, and it arguably made us slightly less competitive. But it gave us a younger mm-hmm. player at the same time. So don't hate it, don't love it. So B minus B for that trade Um I'm gonna go with a, a B plus overall. Um I think you don't trade Lowry just for the sec like just for the sake of trading him. Yeah. Right? The package has to make sense. because um, at the end of the day, this sets precedence for moving forward, right? If you're gonna just take any deals, then you're gonna get try people are gonna try to fleece you moving forward for everything, right? And that's something like Masai and Bobby and the front office has made pretty certain that they're not going to do. Um, obviously, they have an inclination that Lowry might stick around uh, after the season, uh, especially depending on how well we retool and who's available come the offseason. Uh, this offseason is going to be big, obviously, to trying to figure it out. But um, looking at looking at the teams in the East in terms of um, the next two, three, maybe five years, right? There's not many teams that you would say are going to be perennial, like superstar type teams. Boston being one of them with two incredibly talented young players and Philly being with, uh, obviously with uh, uh, Joel and um, uh, Ben Simmons. But 
um, the Heat, the uh, the Nets, two three years they're going to start seeing a significant decline in their in their in their numbers and and the types. So um, at that point, you're going to have Pascal, Freddie, OG, Gary Trent coming into their 29, 28 that age range maybe 30 entering into their prime or in their prime so maybe you can make a run there you'll get some other assets so it'll be interesting to see so i i don't know i liked the norman trade i i called this yesterday i know i knew like larry wouldn't get traded but uh this is i think the highest uh value we would have gotten for powell barring two weeks ago when he was on that torrid run um had the trade deadline been at that time we probably could have swindled a first round pick uh, out of it but it is what it is. Uh, there is some inconsistencies to Norman's game, especially at the start of the season. Um, and if when he comes back from injury, so um, that probably clouded it a little bit. But hey, man, I I can I, I like Gary Trent's game. Uh, I like how young he is. And um, if he can be part of that core moving forward with OG, Fred, and Pascal, I think um, we're, we're on our way to be the Detroit Pistons. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're on our way to being a, a serviceable team. Uh, Jay, your uh, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, one other point. Uh, we have now had both Gary Trent Sr. and Jr. on our team. Um, oh, so for real? We had Gary Trent yeah. Sr.? Gary Trent Sr. came this? in the Damien Stoudemire trade where we got Alvin oh. Williams, the, uh, Gary Trent, and a couple draft picks. Um, he's only you know, if we're on that, us. like, if we're on that, right, we also had, like, Del Curry, right? So might as well go get Steph mm-hmm. and some, Seth, I, I listen. I'm down. If we get Steph, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be the way. I wouldn't be the worst. Um, I, I think overall today, I'd give our team a, <laughs> I'd give our team a, a B minus. Um, I think I agree with okay. me on this. Is if you, if there wasn't a trade for Lowry, you don't get the trade. Um, I I knock him down a couple of pegs. Is since you didn't trade Lowry, then you know maybe you should have shored up the roster and gotten a center because that's a big need, um, for our team. And I think you really missed out on that. Now, if Lowry does walk this offseason, yeah, it's tough because now that's, you know, how many guys have walked without being tra- without being signed, you know, yeah. we've got nothing for. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I do think if we do trade him this offseason, hopefully it's a sign-in trade. We get a trade exception. We can do something with it. But um, I think there's a chance Lowry does stick around for a couple more years with us or, um, you know, he ends up going to Miami or he goes to Philly because uh, I don't think he'll go too far from, from, from those cities. Just thank God. He just hopefully he doesn't go to the Clippers, man. Yeah, man. Hopefully not. Uh, but I think I think if he does go anywhere, he'll probably be home. He probably goes to Philly. Yeah. North Philadelphia's finest. Um, thoughts on where the Raptors finish for the rest of the season? I, I, I think we make a push. Go ahead, go ahead, CJ. Sorry, go ahead, CJ. No honestly, yeah, I, I think what you're about to say there, Jay. I think they'll make a push. Honestly, we got too many guys that are competitors on this team. I feel like we do, outside of in, at the center position, have the talent on the roster to make a playoff push. And honestly, I think we're going to be a scary team to whoever faces. We're not going to be an easy Definitely. out at any point in time. And honestly, if the stars align, I feel like we could definitely be a tough second round. Egg. Maybe. You, you know, you're absolutely right. Any team that's in that first second spot right now is is scared a little bit um and because you're either playing because in the eight nine ten eleven or seven from seven is atlanta hawks eight is boston celtics nine are the indiana pacers ten are chicago bulls and 11th are the toronto raptors right so whoever makes that eight seed it potentially could be between boston indiana chicago and raptors is this how it's going to shore up by the end of the season i doubt it i think the Raptors, Pacers, Bulls, and Celtics are all good enough teams to overtake the Knicks, maybe even Charlotte and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens, right? Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami should be your top four. Uh, do I see Charlotte and Knicks being in that top six? Hell no. Um, once these guys figure out whatever the heck is going on, um, you'll see. You'll start seeing seeing that. But whoever has to play any of these teams in the first round is going to be a little scared. Yeah. Right. And um, especially the Raptors, if they can start clicking and being comfortable being in Tampa and, and all these things, I think it'll go a long way in, 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 in doing. I know we're off of a nine game losing streak, but guys were injured. They were on COVID. They're coming back. They're getting their 
things back. But if that Denver game was a statement game, I think there's no better way of telling people that we are still the Toronto Raptors and there's still six guys on this team that won a championship or five guys now. Right. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap this one up? Um, yeah, I'll just quickly note that for me, honestly, I feel like the next time they have two, three games, there might be panic months in the fan base if it doesn't go well. But for me, going forward, like as long as things are going well, 10 games down the stretch, 12 games down the stretch, I think we'll be fine. I have a lot of faith that we're going to bring it all together, figure it out by um, So let's see how things fall well in the end of this. Yeah, no That's doubt. For sure, man. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's just, uh, you know, hopefully we can string some wins together. And, uh, you know, let's enjoy Kyle Lowry because it could be the last 30 games of him. So let's see um, I, st- I, st- I still say we finished sixth. We're yeah, only four I- games back of the sixth spot. Um, there's there's still a lot of basketball to be played. We're playing a lot of injured teams. Um, I think we'll pull it out. And uh, the guys are finding their rhythm again. And. Yeah. We're, we're too good of a team not to be to be in the spot right now. And we have a couple of roster spots open, so I do think I think we'll I think we'll probably get somebody in the buyout market. Uh, it may not be a star player, but I think it'll be somebody. That's the worst case scenario, man. Holler at Rondé Hollis Jefferson, man. He can play some center, bro. I saw <laughs> yeah, Chap, Chap can play, man. I'm down for I don't Chap. Know why they... Also, man, Chap. I'm down. Maybe that's why we got the roster spots open. We were bringing back <laughs> yeah. Chap, yo. You know. Yeah, I'm with hey, it. He's bro. a good locker room dude. And he, yeah, man. He's got. Uh, I do I do foresee some buyouts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Austin Rivers is going to stay in OKC. He might get no, bought out. Don't get Austin Rivers, man. Right? I'm not saying we're going to get him, but I can see there be. He's played decently in New York, right? He's had some good games, but um, is he the type of guy that we need? Maybe not, right? We need to go after a big guy. I don't know who that's going to be. Um, hey, man, if it's Lamarcus, I'm all in, mm-hmm. right? But was it going to be? I I don't know. We'll see what happens. At, um, Boogie. Drummond, whoever. Anyone's better than Aaron Baines at this point, man. No doubt. Let the man come off the bench, no throw doubt. some rocks from wherever, but he's not a starting center in this league. Um, um, yeah, man. All right. Uh, okay, last question before we wrap this up. How bad How bad are the Minnesota Timberwolves? What is up wins, with right? this franchise? They have 10 wins only, right? 10, ten wins yeah. and 34 is, losses. Is D'Angelo Russell played? Hardly. hardly. I don't think he's hardly. played yet, but in terms I, of just hardly, saying, right? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Cat and D'Angelo D'Angelo Russell's I'm say D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Russell's I think they've only played like eight games together. Um for some reason. Mm-hmm. They there's just been injuries back and forth and this and that. Um l- listen, there was a hypothetical trade I heard, which I thought would be kind of interesting. It was trading Cat essentially to Phoenix for DeAndre Ayton. The reason the reason Minnesota does it is you now get a younger guy, DeAndre Ayton's mm. younger than than Cat for a couple of years. You you right. hand the keys to Anthony Edwards, who's your number one pick, who's shown potential to be your for guy. Sure. You get DeAndre, who can grow with him. DeAndre is kind of mm-hmm. struggling in his role in Phoenix, um, as being that third guy because he's not used to being that role. You bring Cat into that role, and now Phoenix is a contender. It was just a hypothetical trade. I thought it was a very interesting hypothetical trade. But uh, yeah, Minnesota is just pretty trash. They've been a terrible franchise. They pick up terrible players. Um, whoever gets drafted there, I always feel bad for them. Yeah, for sure. Minnesota, yeah, I didn't think sorry, Russell and Cat had played a lot of games together. So honestly, I feel like them as well with Anthony Edwards get on the court, they're definitely better than a ten-win team, even But they just haven't been able to bring it all together and all continue. Yeah. Um, do you guys think the Los Angeles Lakers are in trouble? Well, that no. That on that. So th- now I, I, this is the reason why I ask you is LeBron's out for four weeks. We're not sure when AD is coming back. You're in a Western conference where you have golden state sitting as the 10th seed, right? And they're only six games behind of you. If you go five and fifteen in the next twenty, which is totally possible, because outside of LeBron and AD, they really don't have much going on right now. Do you think they're in trouble? And can I let me add one other thing to this? So their their schedule going forward here, they got the Sixers, Cavs, Magic. Okay, two week teams. Then they got the Bucks, Kings, and then they got the Clippers, Raptors, Heat, 
Nets. Um, yeah. And Celtics a couple games after that. But go ahead, CJ. Go ahead. I, I honestly think that there, there's still a lot of season left, so as long as they get those guys back at the end, they'll be fine. But I definitely think that their their fan base is going to be sweating a little bit for the next season. Oh my god. So we were also again a black on black on back on Clubhouse. There's a couple guys that run their Lakers room, and they're sweating right now. They're already sweating because the West is this deep, right? You lose a footing, right? You're potentially out of a playoff spot, yep. right? That being said, um, LeBron once he comes back is probably gonna go on a torch. Like he's not gonna let it happen. But you move in, you move down now from a two, three, four spot to now playing those play-in games, potentially, right? Because um, the teams behind you are the Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, Dallas Mavericks, the Spurs, Grizzlies, and the Warriors, who are all going to make a lot of noise moving forward, yeah. um, especially the Nuggets and those Trailblazers, right? So um, it's it's tough, man. They're, they've lost three in a row. Um, do they do they have enough in them just to get them over that hump? I, I don't know. Even that Cavs game is going to be tough for them, like, you never know when Colin Sexton and what's his name Garland can go off, right? So um, there's a lot there's a lot happening there. All right, that's uh, that's it for this show, man. CJ, thanks for joining thanks us, bro. For having me. Man, it was a pleasure, and we'll have you back again. Uh, uh, I know Jordan couldn't make it, but um, we'll have him for the next one. Uh, Jay, pleasure as always, my man. Peace. You guys take care. All right. Peace, peace, Bye. peace. All right, CJ, thanks.